This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Smarts and Strikes Podcast. We cover every bump, every spot, and chat with all the talent around the world of wrestling. Here's your host, Bill Matz, former WWE referee Kevin Keenan, and Eric Golden. everybody and welcome to the Smarks and Stripes podcast. We have a very special episode for you today. A little bit later, we are going to be joined by Philadelphia Eagles defensive end Vinnie Curry. That's right, number 75, 50, Super Bowl 52 champion, will be joining us to talk all things SummerSlam, WWE, pro wrestling, and little spoiler here, he's a big fan. A huge He is fan. a longtime wrestling fan, and we we didn't know. We were like, is he going to be excited to even do this, like talk to a couple oh, no, nerds no. about wrestling? He was a wrestling nerd along with us. Yeah, no, he's, Absolutely. he's as into it as anyone listening to this, so stick around for that interview. But first, we uh, I didn't even do intros. My name is Bill Matz. That's I'm your you. director of Fun and Games for the Evening, and that voice you hear is my co-host, Eric Turtle-Golden. How are me. you today, Turtle? I, I can't wait to talk to Vinny Curry. I can't wait to talk SummerSlam. It <laughs> It, WWE has shocked me over the last few nights. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Tuesday morning, following a good post-SummerSlam Raw. It, it's, it was a great pay-per-view, followed by a almost an exceptional Monday Night Raw. We've been talking since Extreme Rules. My Going into Extreme Rules and watching that show, I said, okay, if this is the reset button, if... Yep. If I am accepting it now, if everything, if every story leading up to SummerSlam and then the matches that were on SummerSlam is chapter one of this new era that we're heading towards with Fox and Heyman and uh, Bischoff and Pritchard and all this stuff, NXT is going to be on FS1, like all this, if this is the beginning. I can say for the first time in a while, I believe WWE trending in the right direction creatively. Well, everything led to something. Yes. While SummerSlam was weird to get to, the results of every match now lead to something. They took step one being the biggest pay-per-view of the summer to step two being a really solid Raw, and it all made sense. Yes. Things leading up to it, not so much, but it all made sense. But the stories got us to where we are now, and like I've been I don't even care if they're good stories. Just give me, like, this freaking... Stories. I don't even know what's going on with Roman Reigns still. Just a story. it's something, so I want to... It's something continuous. It's something you're building upon. I text my buddies, and we say, hey, I wonder where this is going. Like, it's something. Uh, But let's get to SummerSlam. Uh, We'll start with the pre-show quickly. Uh, The Cruiserweight Championship match, whatever. Gulak, like I've been saying. He's fine. He's been growing on me. It is what it is. Uh, But Buddy Murphy defeated Apollo Crews. It was during this match. This was just to set up uh, Rowan, t- and that's by DQ because Rowan comes down and interferes. It was just to further the Rowan, Murphy, Roman, Joe, yes. whatever storyline. Daniel Bryan creepily Yeah, with Daniel Bryan just kind of standing there watching. Uh, Who, by the way, never made his announcement. But never has whatever. yet to make that announcement. Uh, one thing I thought of during this match when I'm watching Apollo Crews, I'm thinking about what the 24-7 title should be. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about Apollo Crews, like, what if he was the pre-show champion? And guys were, like, fighting to actually get a pre-show match because if you have a good match there, someone will actually see it. Like, the idea of the 24-7 title, like, hey, it's TV time for EC3 and all these guys you never see. But it's like, all right, when they're just running through the arena like idiots to win a belt that makes them continue to run through the arena like an idiot, what is it really doing? Like I've said, it is what it is. It's comedy. It's not the rest of the show's fault. Or it's not the comedy bit's fault that the rest of the show isn't any good like the comedy is the comedy fine i just think like use the pre-show for something like this use a title to actually make somebody it would be a good idea advancing something it's not just at the end of the day it's the pre-show they don't really care yeah but advance it it's not just something super comical that is happening 
a a pregnant champion, and that, <laughs> not that women can't be champions because women are champions. Yeah. Women are better than men in WWE. 99 times out of 100 here. Uh, two of the best workers in the roster are women, maybe the two best. And we'll get to their matches. But you're making it out to be a legitimate joke, and that's not what we want. If Maria was not pregnant and won the title, great for her. Let her be. I did love... Best- She's I one did of the best love, talkers they have, truthfully. I did love Mike pinning her, standing up to her and pinning her in the OBGYN. Oh, it was hilarious. I did love that. That's like I'll take the comedy. Like There's always been comedy in wrestling, whether it's the Bushwhackers, whether it's mm-hmm. uh, chopping Val Venus's penis off. There's always been ridiculous nonsense. But just make it one or the other, I think. And yeah. they're trying to do both, and it doesn't work. No, like now putting it on Elias, I'm like, oh, this brings it some credibility, but also, I whatever. Yeah, it's, now it's just it's Elias, who, a, yeah. by the way, was involved in the best part of the pre-show. I will say, yes, Elias, man, he... Thinking about his progression from the drifter in NXT to what he is already, that dude is such a freaking star. Like, his ability, and listen, we can say anyone can go out and get cheap heat and make fun of the local sports teams, but anyone could do it. And the fans could just get up and take a piss and not care. Mm -hmm. Like, the fans want to play along with him, they want to go and boo him, they want to say his catchphrases. Man, The Rock could have gone the other way. It would be all right, yeah, uh, smell the rock is cooking. Cool. Like, yeah. it could have gone that way, too. It takes the star power to get it over. I, I'm just thinking about uh, last night on Raw, we had Elias versus Ricochet. Could you foresee, let's say, not a main event WrestleMania mm-hmm. or anything. Let's talk SummerSlam 2020, SummerSlam 2021. Universal or WWE Championship match between those two. Absolutely. Absolutely see that. Yeah. White meat, high-flying baby face, pure heel, singing his songs, catchphrases, bad guy. I There's two stars right there. and I, I, It was just it, it something really I saw is. on Raw last night and was like, this could go somewhere. And now they just have to make it go somewhere. That's what we keep hoping for week after week here. Is yeah. A story is something. And they brought Ricochet out, and then that was fine. He was a little raw on the mic, but that's it's whatever. Rico- but he's the baby. F- I don't need him to cut the great promo because right. he's going to he, come do his matches. Do the talking, and he'll be on, he'll be opposite a heel like Elias who can carry that. And and I, by the way. Every time he does his little Superman weird backflip entrance thing, I smile. I will say. It's entertaining. We'll get to his match, but his gear was... Oh, well, that's God. atrocious. But the best part of it, his song was yeah. great. I popped for Edge. Oh, my God. 100%. Yeah, I didn't even get to the Edge part. I freaking love... We both love Edge. We both have a, We both have an affinity yeah. for Edge. He's in my all-time top five. Absolutely. Um, just coming out in Toronto... That's good, and it's a great use of that heel character. That's the thing with Elias; he can get his ass kicked every week. He can lose whatever, and he still has heat. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Some guys' wins and losses do matter. He's really not one. Like I do want him to see. I I just want to see him get to he where he needs to really be. Wrestle that often. Yeah, he doesn't he's need to wrestle to that often. The little drums and attraction or the as guitar we hear. Yeah. and he's. Now it's Elias. Yeah, wrapping up the pre-show, we have Alex and Nikki uh, defended their title successfully against the Iconics. Yeah. Okay, Fine. this Alex and Nikki thing, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, just because they're telling. I loved he he walked it back uh, during Raw, and I hated that because I loved that Graves had reasons for being the heel announcer who's been pro-Alexa this whole mm-hmm. time, and now that she seems to be going the other, she's feuding with the Iconics, people like Nikki, so it seems like she's kind of going the babyface direction uh, for the first time. I love that Graves had reasons. Yeah. Like, saying, uh, this is like, all of a sudden, if your dad thought your favorite band was cool, you're not going to like that band. Like, I just thought the heel announcer having reasons for yep. changing his course was kind of cool, and I thought it was good character work there. Let's get to the main card started off with the opener man this was good i could have gone for 10 more minutes of becky and natty it was really good it was we talked about obviously i compared it to uh, a match that's going to come up a little later in the show so stay tuned for that Mm -hmm. uh but becky and natty in the submission match i compared it to brett and austin at wrestlemania 13 and that submission match how they both elevated each other they did that double turn one of the most iconic matches in history but becky and natty was not that but man it was a hard-hitting well-wrestled match with a great story the announcers i thought did a good job of driving the story of the match yep. home you know natty's going after the knee 
Becky's going after the arm. This is what we're doing. I thought they told a great story in 12 minutes and 35 seconds. Yeah, it was just entertaining. I love matches that you don't have to count down till the end to. I love matches that you're not thinking, when is this over? They like, left me wanting it. more. And I, I get it. Yeah. Left me wanting more. I could have gone for 10 more minutes, but the fact that they did it in the time they did and it was still as good as it was, I think a real yeah. testament to both of these workers. Yeah, I mean, Natty's been solid forever. She's not uber entertaining because she's the very generic old head wrestler veteran presence there. She, I, she's entertaining enough, but she's not Becky star power. No. But when she's given the chance... Get put in, in this she spot, perfect. Yeah. I will say, uh, going with these two and what happened the next night, um, I was along with the crowd chanting, thank you, Sasha. I can't take more. Ju- it's been a year. We're still talking about the Anvil. Listen, I like the Hart Foundation. Yeah. Uh, it's a good tag team. No disrespect to the Hart family, Jim Neidhart. Rest in peace. It's just like, well, this is not good old, for your character exactly. to like go out and talk about your dead dad a year well, into it she's, still. She's supposed to be a heel-ish type character. And getting all emotional over that on TV in character doesn't work. In real life, obviously. How do we feel about now tra- transitioning to, it looks like, Becky Sasha? Sasha oh, with fantastic. the big return. I'm excited. I, I am. I don't get the hair thing. Can, but that's, uh, that was whatever. I, I didn't understand it, but the whole rest of it. It was fantastic. I really, really loved it. I'm looking forward to these two uh, getting into a feud. Is Sasha the one to stop the man? I, in time, yeah, because in time somebody's going to have to lose the belt. She's not going to keep it forever, and she'll get it back. And I just think about and all that, but I think who else would it be? I and that's, that's I think about how wrestling is booked, like. Okay, we're through SummerSlam now, which means everything now is getting to the road to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. This is about the time of year you start to think, oh, do we take the belt off Austin here and then have him over here doing this other thing so we can set up another chase? Because Becky is your uber over main eventer. Uh, P- P- she's still it. That's Becky. But do, so do you is, get her to chase into Mania? Because they always say exactly. the money's in the chase. Is she holding the title going in? Is she defending it? I think she gets better working for things. Not that she's bad now. And Listen, she's not the best wrestler overall. I think Charlotte's more in-ring talented, whatever. But she's the most complete package they have. But I think she's better chasing than champion. So if you take it off her wherever, what Clash of Champions, this, that, and the third, what bring back Halloween Havoc for all I care. <laughs> then it I think she works better as a chaser than yeah. being chased. That's it's always they always say the money's in the chase with that uh with that level of a star. And uh, And in theory it works towards a possible triple threat or a, a unified women's title or that's, a four horse women's thing. And looking at the SmackDown side, like I've said, I've just always wanted to get to Sasha Bailey. Well, at Survivor Series, we're going to have Raw versus SmackDown again. Yeah. If she's the Raw women's champ because she beat Becky, it would be her and Bailey, presumably. Uh, let's move on, though, because the next match on the card... Goldberg over Dolph in a minute 50, and it really wasn't even that long. Um, what, it was fine. It like, was it, what it was. It was good to see Goldberg actually have a productive match. I liked for the, see, Yeah, the it was. I, I liked seeing uh, Dolph wants to go out and just sell the spear like it's uh, The Rock doing the stunner, and that's fine. And then we see today, I just, that, or I, Monday, I, that he sells again. Yeah, I just, is this who he is now? Just, sure. I just don't get it. I just don't. Honestly, and the fans loved it, and Goldberg honestly looks like he could go out and be champion again. But, like, we know what happens in that. He's going to have to have more than a six-minute match, and, and it's not going to go well. I, I just don't get the point of all of this. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Goldberg coming back is fine. Is Goldberg I, the greatest of all? Is that what you're telling me? Like, great, yeah. Is Goldberg the greatest of all time? It, like, he can just come in whenever he wants and beat Dolph Ziggler, who's been a world champion. He can come in and beat the universal champion, Kevin Owens, in 10 seconds. He can beat Brock Lesnar, who has been booked as the best ever, ever since he beat Undertaker at WrestleMania. Like... Is he just the greatest? Is that what I'm supposed to take out of this? It, it, Goldberg is the ultimate 
I mean, what you're really supposed to take out of it, it was we needed a big legend for SummerSlam. I, uh, yeah, I get it. it I just in kayfabe, what is the point? There like, no how point. am I supposed there, there to is, take? How am I supposed to take Goldberg in 2019? An intercontinental title match there, so where you want Dolph Ziggler on the card, which is fine. How are you going to get to it? And you got to it by weirdly face Miz, <laughs> fooling him into whatever. I had to look up who the IC champ was the other day. It's still Shinsuke, it's, it's, right? It's Shinsuke, yeah. So, no, <laughs> just, just by the way, we'll take a half a second pause from the card. No IC title, no tag titles on either side. Women's t- tag titles was on, on the pre-show. The pre-show. Eh. I, it was a great show, though. It still I was. I loved SummerSlam. I thought it was awesome. I enjoyed it very uh, much. And one thing I'll say, because we made a point of this on the preview show to talk about how every match was a singles match. Uh, the submission match was the only gimmick match. And, of course, Shane and, uh, right. and, and KO had the stipulation. But I will say, watching guys work within and around the rules, that is the drama and psychology of wrestling. Yep. We, we get so stipulated, oh, my God, I want a ladder match. I want a hell in a cell. I love that stuff, too. But when they do it right, man, this stuff is really good. And uh, we'll get to their best pay-per-view of the year. Yeah, we'll get to one of the matches that was pretty good. AJ defeated Ricochet to maintain the uh, to maintain the U.S. title again. 13 minutes, a match that much like the Becky Natty match, I thought could have been epic with 10 more minutes, but was left at really good. And I'm awesome with really good. Uh, it, It. It makes me happy seeing, at least so far, that they have restraint on certain things. Mm -hmm. Because typically, WWE overexposes everything. Yeah. Absolutely everything. And if they're going to give you six, seven, eight really good matches, there's always going to be a bathroom break match. And that's just what it is. Because in a three, four, five, seven-hour pay-per-view, as in WrestleManias, you're going to need them. But if they give you the majority of really good, I'm fine with that over crap and elite. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'd much rather have this than, like, taking story out of it. SummerSlam 98, my favorite event ever. Um, Half that card, you you know, you could throw away. You fast forward right through when you're on the network. Yeah, exactly. Uh, The match that I will say was positioned as the popcorn match, as Bruce Pritchard would say. Bailey, uh, main... Bailey retains against Ember Moon in 10 Mm -hmm. minutes. Uh, The match was... I thought it was fine. It was a little deliberate. I thought the the pacing wasn't what it should have been. Well, it's um, clearly two people who haven't worked together much yeah, before at all. Yeah, there was. I didn't know if they necessarily had the chemistry. But again, it wasn't. A, I don't think it was a bad it's match. Fine. But coming after, you know, look at the matches we've talked about. The awesome submission match. Then Goldberg and Dolph. The crowd was whatever you want to say about it. This is just one of those things I'm wrong about. I have an opposite opinion, opinion of the majority of viewers because this thing was over like Rose. Over. So can't can't talk bad. So the crowd's into that. And then AJ Ricochet, you just know there's going to be a bunch of high spots. People are going to yeah. be up and down out of their seats. Now we're at the fourth match of the main card. People have already been there for a couple hours. Bailey Amber Moon was just positioned in a spot where the crowd wasn't going to be into it. And it yeah. wasn't. And it comes before we really get into the main event stuff here. Next match, Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. Man, again, I, I, I just got I guess... I guess I do like Shane. Because uh, he can go. Nine minutes and 20 seconds, and this match was what it was supposed to be. Absolutely. Here's the thing. This is what I want a Shane McMahon match to be. I don't want him beating up Roman Reigns. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Mm-hmm. The Undertaker should literally murder him. Shane McMahon should be in a grave after a match with The Undertaker. Yeah. Whether or not it's a buried alive match, no, he should be right. literally dead. In the Kevin Owens match, it was the perfect... Uh, perfect psychology for the match. Perfect story. Be- right before it starts, Shane grabs the mic and says, there's going to be a special guest enforcer. It's my buddy Elias. All right, so now we have somebody who can actually be a threat to, to Kevin, mm-hmm. and he's going to distract him. Uh, Kevin's going to beat up Shane, and then Shane is going to get the upper hand because of something else that happens, that yep. distraction from uh, yeah, he almost gets tripped by uh, Owen on there in the booking that makes it work for me. And then seeing Owens work again around the rules. If he gets counted out, he has to quit. If he gets yep. DQ'd, and Elias gives him the chair, and he's got, he really that, wants that to hit him. That was my favorite part of yeah, that match. He really just, has to fight off the Going twice, three times, four times, the chair shot. No, can't do it. Can't even really beat up Elias right then yeah. because the ref's still there. That's a disqualification as well. So th- it was so 
psychologically great. Yes. And then especially with the, shall I call it a ball tap, I guess? Yep. <laughs> At the end of the match, which essentially costs no, Shane the match. Yeah, he still gets his comeuppance. Because who doesn't want to hit their boss in the balls? Who doesn't want to hit their boss with a chair? Like, we still get that great, the thing that made the Austin storyline good. And that's yeah. what they're mirroring here, clearly. And let's and, just hope it leads to something. Yeah, let's. I want this to be now Kevin Owens goes further from here because like I he's my favorite guy in the world I'm wearing a KO show shirt right now I I I love Kevin Owens and I want to see this go somewhere else he's done a hell of a job here but I will I this story's gonna go on I think it's definitely going to go on but I would put him in IC title picture because him and Shinsuke would be fun I'd put him with Kofi, but I think Randy's. We'll get to that in a minute too. Yep. I think that storyline is going that to continue. That is absolutely continues. So there's no real place for him right now unless you move him to Raw, but that's not going to happen. You got it. It has to continue. I don't want it to continue, but it's going to continue. I just I just realized this. The second longest match on the card is next. Charlotte defeated Trish by submission in 1640. I was first of all. Yo, what up, Trish? Uh, 42, 43? My God. I was like, why? I have, yes, listen, I get that that match, I'm sure, was heavily rehearsed, heavily heavily produced. But it didn't look it. But I've always said Trish and especially Lita, but those two are better than we, were better than we give them credit for. Like, to say that the the women of the Divas era, uh, you know, especially in the Attitude era, weren't couldn't work a match was wrong, but we still look at that era and go, it was bra and panties matches, and it's just a different level now. I did not think Trish was going to look nearly as good performance-wise as she did in her 40s against Charlotte, but again, testament to Charlotte, my God, she's great. She's great, and the only real flub that Trish had was on her stratisfaction weird bulldog thing. And, that honestly and they still made it work. And it really wasn't even her no. fault. No, they still made it work. Uh, I was really impressed with this match, really impressed. And Charlotte is just, she's, she's, great. she's great. The work rate is outstanding, and I always say there's a difference between worker and work rate. She is a hell of a worker. She is her character, uh, just yell, yelling at Trish, too easy, too easy, putting the boots to her. I just thought it was perfect. I yeah. really enjoyed this. Absolutely. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. I didn't want Trish winning, and not for any other reason because she doesn't need to win. This was no, this was not her that. retirement yeah. match, at least recently on social media. So she doesn't need to win. No, anything. this was not that. She's coming home to the home crowd, so she's the Uber over baby face. Charlotte's there. She's yeah, the heel. Win. She's and positioning on the card tells you a lot. What I and you know Trish is a special attraction. I get it, but. It says a lot that the other two women's matches in which titles were on the line came well before this. Absolutely. Uh, but, again, I think Charlotte's the biggest star, so I'm fine with it, and Trish was great. Uh, next up, we have Kofi maintaining his title, retaining it via double countout. He and Randy both get counted out here. This was another match. Uh, I loved working with it within and around the rules, and yep. the rules eventually come into play. Um, you know, Randy breaks the count a couple of times because he wants that title, and then they get distracted. Randy, the ultimate, you know, m- uh, methodical guy, in-ring yep. thinker, ring general. Emotions get a little uh, get a little hot for him. Yeah. Double count out. I liked it. I didn't mind it. It was a way to continue the story. Yeah, it's cool that the story continues. Having either one of them take a loss because yeah. you can't at the moment. Yeah, I don't so. want Randy to lose clean if we're going to keep it going because I always hate that. I'm like, all right, yeah. the champion won. What's the point? Exactly. And I'm not ready for Kofi Mania to be over. If we continue this and Randy keeps uh, impressing me the way he has, it's freaking Randy Orton. I know. I'm just – I've been so down on him lately. But – yeah. He's been great. He's been great. It, it was a solid match. Vintage Orton. Entertaining enough. I, I Instant reaction. Didn't love the count out. Thinking about it as the true wrestling nerd smart that I am, it, it continued the storyline. So that's exactly what it yeah. needed to be without making either one of the players look like garbage. And that was 1645. It beat out uh, Charlotte and Trish by five seconds for longest bell-to-bell match. Uh, Fiend Bray Wyatt finally debuts, beats Finn Balor handedly in three and a half minutes. Oh my God, everything. 
exactly. That's the word for it. Everything. Uh, the, it, the entrance. That lantern was epic. The lantern scared the ever loving yeah, piss out of that me. That was horrifying. I thought it was his face. I legitimately uh, did. I just. Man, it, we've been going on and on about the Firefly Funhouse and Bray Wyatt and everything we want the Fiend to be. I'll tell you right now, we have no idea where this is going, and I'm legit excited. And it, it, they showed. We talked about it earlier. They showed restraint. They didn't bring him back instantly. Not back the next night on Raw. To, so all of a sudden, it it's spe- like it's it continues special. to be a special it's a attraction. Thing. It's different. He it's shows up when weird. he wants. Exactly. And I would love it to be the multiple personality thing that we talked about. Down the line, I would love it. It'd be great. And even if it's not, I'll take this as I, it is. I'll tell it you right great. now, we have. If, if that's what it ends up being, cool. I am just. I am along for the ride here. I am one hundred percent along for the ride. I have not been one hundred percent on on WWE things in a long time. I'm in. I'm watching. I'm a fan. I will always watch. Yeah. But I, I will. I would would have bought the limited edition box set from Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse that they just sold out in ten <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Oh my god! For yeah. stickers, yeah, I would have bought that. I'm yeah. that much in. Yeah, I'm. I'm so in. I can't wait to see where this goes. And we uh, gotta set it up. This is. We all know Finn's going away. They gotta set this up for uh, the demon to come back. That's the big payoff here, right? Is that um, the big payoff? It's either demon or dead man. Okay. All right. Because it, it can't just be. He had that mania match with Taker, and it was good. Yeah. I just. It can't just be. Uh, and El Generico versus no. The Fiend. It's yeah, got to no. be somebody big. It's got to be somebody historic. Just, it's got to be somebody massive. I just feel like that could make both of them. Oh, they're finally so. both I'm there. All, they're I'm finally all both who they're supposed to be. Uh, let's wrap it up now. Seth over Brock. He wins clean, so he gets, uh, he gets his, uh, you know— he loses the title to Brock in the Money in the Bank after beating him at Mania with less than, you know, less than a baby face conditions with a couple of low blows and everything. It was a quick match. This one goes thirteen twenty five, and man, impressed. I was in on it. Brock, when given the chance to be more than just "I'm going to destroy you," is good. Yeah, I, I, I what we hated Brock for was the. Same thing over and over again. Story, match. It was literally the same match 27 times. And here's where I get, I stick up for Brock more than anybody, but here is where I say again, worker and work rate are different to me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. AJ can go out and have, you know, Dave Meltzer five-star match with anybody. Uh, Brock is not going to do that. Brock doesn't need to do that because his character says, I don't care if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. I just suplex this man to death. Yeah. like, And that's who he is. And when you give him somebody like Seth and they're both motivated to go out and have a main event match, they Stella. do that. And it's, man, I can't remember the last time we put over WWE like we are right now. It but- was the best this SummerSlam and the Raw following were probably the best two nights consecutively they've had in I don't know how long. And now here's the big question. I talked about how we're hitting the reset button, and we've been hitting reset since Extreme Rules. And, you know, Seth coming out of Mania, he's the champ. And, all right, he beat him with a low blow. They had nothing for him. It's like, all right, we're sent, we're strapping the rocket to his back. Mm-hmm. All right, where where's it going? Oh, we don't know. All right, now... We have, we're doing it over. We hit reset. Mm-hmm. He's the champ. He beat Brock. He beat him clean. No more rematch. This is that no rematch for Brock. So we have actually, like I said, it seems like WWE is hitting reset. That is no more clear for anybody than Seth. Do you think Seth is the man? Like, is he the star of this company? Do you think he's the guy who carries this thing? Hmm. Should he be universal champ through mania? He's going to be. I don't know that he should be, but the people who I think should be aren't ever going to be, so it doesn't matter. A Kevin Owens could. A Sami Zayn, if given a real chance to be more than just a weird doofus, could. And AJ Styles could. They're not going to be, but if they allow this AJ Seth thing to develop and grow... I'm interested to see where this goes. I'm interested. Could we be... Like, what do you think, Clash... We're going to get more answers and more answers as we go forward. What do you... Like... When I see Seth and AJ, my first thought is title unification. We're going to start consolidating and the titles. It would have to be because if not, then you have to make AJ take a fall to a ricochet, 
to a Kevin. To in whoever. the middle of this thing where in he's already. This, so yeah. he's pumped up. Now he loses Ricochet for the U.S. title just for the sake of a name. And now all yeah. of a sudden he's still big bad AJ who's, well, yeah. I lost my title. I'm going to go win. Whatever. Of course, we see that happen all. That's just how they Which get guys. Which is probably how it's going yeah, to happen. I'm sure it is. I just, to have him go over Ricochet and then all of a sudden be in the title, be picture. In the title picture. I'm just, I'm interested to see where this goes. I, I really am. Once again, I'm all in. Yeah, all in, hashtag. Um, man, it's been a while, but now we have something very special for you coming up. Fantastic. Uh, we have our Vinny Curry interview. Thank you for hanging through the show. If you just wanted to hear Vinny, uh, I don't think I don't think you'll be disappointed. No, uh, you and I'm were, not going to tell you what time it is, so you can't fast forward yeah, to it. No, absolutely not. And your def- I, what I will tell you is uh, Super Bowl 52 champion Vinny Curry, number 75, uh, is a big wrestling fan. Yeah, we say smark. Yeah, he's a smark. Oh, he knows. He is absolutely uh, one of us. So you will enjoy this interview. Uh, thanks for joining us for this portion of the program. Now here is us talking to Vinny. All right, and now we are joined. We have a, maybe our biggest guest yet in the history of smarks and stripes. Our first champion. Our first champion, absolutely. A Super Bowl champion uh, back in Philadelphia, uh, back in the fold. We are so happy to have you. Vinny Curry joins the show. How are you today, Vinny? What's going on, fellas, man? Thank you for having me. I'm doing good. We are so excited to have you, and of course, we have you know we have a Super Bowl champion joining us, but we're gonna leave the football talk for another day because today it's all about pro wrestling. But before we get into it, I just gotta ask Vin, how does it feel to be back? Oh man, it feels great, man. It feels great. The energy is good. You know, we out here busting our ass. You know, what I'm saying, obviously, you know, trying to set the tone for the season. I love it. I love it. Love to hear it. Uh, all right, we're going to get started with some wrestling stuff here. And what, where we want to get started is I was so happy to find out that you were a big wrestling fan. Uh, we want to get we want to go back to your childhood. Young Vinnie Curry, Neptune, New Jersey. Like, where did it start? When did you really become a pro wrestling fan? Uh, Man, my dad is a big wrestling fan, you know. Um, so, you know, he used to watch it heavy and I just got into it. You know, at a real early age, around like four or five years old. And I've been watching it ever since I've been watching football. All right, all right. So four or five. So were you a little Hulkamaniac back then? Absolutely. <laughs> I was, absolutely. Hulkamaniac. Sure, you know, I was, a, I was a little warrior. I was a little bit of everything. Oh, absolutely. That's that's awesome. Uh, do you have what you said? Your dad uh, really is who got you into it. So, do you have memories of going to a lot of shows back then? You're kind of in the middle of a lot of different markets. You have Philly, of course, a little while away. New York, Long Island, the Meadowlands. So, a lot of different places to catch wrestling shows. Yeah. Uh, where, uh, uh, where do you have memories of going to shows as a kid? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, uh, like I said, I grew up in the Asbury Park area, so. You know, the convention hall is famous, the home of Bam Bam Bigelow. So, oh, absolutely. You know, you know what I mean? So I went to a couple of events that I, I kind of remember. I went to one WWE event down there, but the most of the events down of that area was uh, kind of the indie circuit and uh, ECW uh, uh, living dangerously. I went there twice. I went back in, had to be like, I don't even know what age, but back when uh, Shane Douglas and Chris Candino, Candino versus Al Snow and Lance Storm. Um, I went back when uh, Taz Taz uh, defended the title against Sabu. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Damn, this is we're we're so excited. Like me and Turtle are sitting here, like <laughs> yes, dude, he's actually a wrestling fan. This is so cool. Uh, so you mentioned ECW, and famously, uh, you know, a little while ago, you and your Eagles teammates following the Super Bowl had the ring ceremony at the old ECW arena at the twenty three hundred arena. Was that your first time there, or had you gone previously for some shows? No, no, no. That actually was my first time there, but it was just like, damn, I was just looking around, and I was trying to explain to some of my teammates. They looked like I was speaking Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I was just like, damn, I, it was crazy. I just couldn't believe, like, you know, how how much history was in that building. And then for us to have the ring ceremony over there was kind of cool. That's It's Philly history right there. That's awesome. Absolutely. That's so cool. Uh, Vinny. 
Uh, you mentioned your, some of your teammates were looking at you like you were crazy, like you were speaking Chinese. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, you and I are about the same age. I turn 31 soon, turtles around our age. I say we do this show, honestly, because there's only so many adults we can talk about pro wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anyone else in the locker room who, maybe not even on the same level as you, but maybe watches Monday Night Raw? Like, who else is a fan? Oh, uh, man. Uh, nah, I can't, I can't really say. I mean... Most of the times, you know, guys will see me watching it, so they they'll sit and watch it with me on my phone, cause you know, in between meetings or, you know, uh, now. Nah, but I can't really say that there's a lot of guys that that are watching. They now they now when it when it comes to Philly, they all want to go though. I tell you that you it'd be too many of them like yo V, you V, you going, you going, you going, yo. Let me go, let me go. Let me <laughs> are go. you the hookup? Cause everyone yeah, knows yeah, you're the fan. You know what I'm saying? Like damn man, I can't take ten of y'all. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Let's move mm-hmm. it on to SummerSlam. We talked about it a little earlier in our pod here with Bill and myself. What did you think of the event last night as a whole, or Sunday night as a whole? I liked it, bro. Um, I, I liked it. Uh, for the most part, I thought it was a good show. Um, I thought what really shocked me, I'm not going to say shocked. Let me, let me rephrase that. What really got me was the, I was really – in tune and surprised on how good Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar put on a good show. I thought that was really good. It, it was very impressive, especially. Yeah, so, so saying like I, the crowd, the I, you know what? It had a lot to do with that Toronto crowd. That Toronto crowd really was engaged into that match. So really, that didn't, they didn't the flow of the match. You could tell they were just feeding off the energy of the crowd. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. How do you feel about Brock Lesnar overall? Oh, that's my dude, bro. I, I can't lie to you. I, you gotta understand, bro. When we was, you gotta understand. When we when we got into high school or in eighth grade or freshman, you know, Brock just became the man. So I'm part of that whole Brock era. Like, I, I feel I feel strongly about Brock Lesnar. You know what I'm saying? So that's he one of my favorites. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's you. You were part of that Brock era, and that's me too. High school, but you were also. That means it was around. It was about '04 when he infamously decided to leave the WWE the first time, right? And then go try out for the freaking Minnesota Vikings. Uh, we had Bill Goldberg on the. Sh- uh, he he was on SummerSlam the other night as well. Of course, he played for the Falcons back in the day. So I just got to transition real quick, Vinny. Right. We've seen guys like D'Angelo Williams make the jump post playing days. He had a few matches. In impact oh, yeah, yeah, I hope yeah I watched I watched all those matches too uh, he was, Williams is a great friend of mine he was damn good yo bro he but you know he's super athletic um and I told me he, he should stay running with that but he was like nah man nah but he he's awesome bro he I never you know you you love to meet other wrestling fans especially in your profession mm-hmm. but that dude that dude is like a, a walking encyclopedia for for wrestling at on all levels that's that's awesome. Could we see a Vinnie Curry make that jump one day post playing career? Uh, yeah. Why not? I mean, sure. I'll, <laughs> I'll give it. I'll give it a shot. You know what I mean? So I I don't know how good I'll be, but uh, I'll give it a shot. If you make that shot, if you do what you say you're going to do there, what character is Vinnie Curry? Oh man, so the character I would be, I would probably be Nature Boy Flea. <laughs> um, actually, the, the the best so so right now, my favorite young wrestler up and coming in NXT is uh, Valentine Dream. That I would have to, I would rip him off for his whole character gimmick. Uh, Velveteen is my bro, guy, Vinny. He bro, is the man. He is the he is the future. That's uh yeah he's 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 playing a great character his matches are insane like it's been a long time since I've seen someone who just connects with the audience and he's doing something over the top you never know how that's gonna go and he's doing it and people are eating it up I'm trying to tell you, man it's like almost like a it's like Prince it's like, like Prince like meets Gold Dust rain. yeah like, it's 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 it's, it's incredible yeah. Uh, but another guy playing an over-the-top character. We're transitioning back to SummerSlam right now. We Bray saw Wyatt. The Fiend. We yeah. saw Bray Wyatt's alter ego make his uh, in-ring debut after all this you know, Firefly Funhouse stuff and all this buildup. What did you think? What did you think of The Fiend? Oh, man, I, I thought what they're doing with Bray is great. Um, Bray, Bray, Bray Wyatt has always, since, since, I mean, since the Wyatts have, has uh, entered the WWE, has a group, has a faction— um, Bray has always been one of my guys that's just been undervalued. 
You know what I mean? So just to see the momentum that he picked back up, because he had momentum going before he even was the fiend, then it just kind of slowed and died. But now the momentum is picking back up. I love it, man. I love I love what they're doing with it. Um, I love that uh, that he that he beat uh, Finn. That he beat Finn Balor, and I hope I hope they come back as the demon, as a demon versus the fiend. I hope they they do something crazy with that. But long as, no one's don't give us the storyline that they did with uh, him and uh, Randy Orton, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, that's absolutely no. I I want a demon versus fiend like exactly. I want the build up to be a while like Kane right. Undertaker style. Bro, Wait it out they, as long as possible. Bring, if WWE can you know let their pride down just a little bit and they can bring it around Halloween and you have a pay per view like Halloween Havoc some shit like that. That'd be crazy. <laughs> oh man, that, you're that, you're talking my language now. Like the WCW was what it was, but they had some awesome. I loved the themed pay per views like Halloween Havoc and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I it just put you in the mood. Like I watch that stuff like it's horror movies around that time of year. <laughs> Me too, bro. That's so- that don't used to be crazy, man. It, what's your go-to on the network? Like, do you like old WCW stuff? Like, what Ooh. do you put on when you're just relaxing? Nah, bro. Nah, bro. My go-to, I, I go back to, uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm a big SummerSlam and WrestleMania guy. Okay, all right. Uh, Attitude Era, uh, Hulkamania Era, what's, what, what do you love the best? Man, so uh, when it goes, to, so it, it, it varies. Um, the SummerSlam era, I go back to, like, you know, the Hulkamania era. You know, I'm a big, like, um, big Mr. Perfect uh, fan. So SummerSlam kind of gave me that Mr. Perfect mood. Uh, Him and Bret, Bret Hart, Hart, Madison oh, Square yeah. Garden. You know what I mean? Yeah, Bret Hart gave me that Bret Hart feeling. You know, when Shawn Michaels finally got his push, like, give you that whole Summer SummerSlam just give you that, just give you that feeling. Like, um, some most people say, they love Shawn Michaels versus Ramon at WrestleMania 10, but me personally, I love the ladder match at uh, SummerSlam. Yo, you that know? Yes. I just got into this like debate with my friends, and they're like, "Dude, you're crazy! It's WrestleMania 10." I was like, "No, man, watch SummerSlam '95 okay, again." I'll tell you, bro, <laughs> because I, I will say this: it was a bigger ladder. Yeah, and they actually knew what to do with it this time. Yeah, they were. They, yeah, they already had the one out of the way, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they have you have the built-in story of hey, this is what yep. they did the first time. Right. This is how they're countering it. And, I I agree so much, Vinny. This is awesome. And and, and and not for nothing. Let's just talk about the the the, the outfits they wore that for that match. It was sick. Like Shawn Michaels was his first time wearing blue tights, like with the with the white boots. Razor, like it, it, it was just the, the whole setup, the whole feel was just great. That was that Shawn Michaels, those blue tights. That's my oh, yeah. first ever wrestling action figure. Like I, I always, <laughs> I wasn't gonna go that far, but yeah. Please I, go as far <laughs> as you want, Benny. Uh, when, when, when you could crack the bones on it. But... Oh yeah, the oh, bone, yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that that exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, this is awesome, Benny. Man, you mentioned you're the go-to guy in the locker room for tickets. What's the best match you've ever seen live? Ooh, the best match I ever seen live. Cause I know I've seen you at a bunch of events. I've seen you go to some manias and whatnot. You mm. gotta have a good little Rolodex right there, bro. That's a, that's that's one that's one good question. Ooh, I gotta sit on that one and think, man. So many good matches. Best match I've seen live. All right, well, think on it. We can go on some other things real quick. You mentioned that Velveteen Dream is kind of your next up-and-coming star. Who, right. who on the roster is underutilized? Who could be if they were given the chance? Bray Wyatt. Absol- uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Bray he's... Wyatt, bro. That thing when The Rock came out and he, the stuff that he was saying was kind of like how all fans was thinking. I was confused on why would you say that on national TV. Like, dude, we all feel that way. <laughs> and you would think they would give him the push right after that, but they did no, yeah, that's. It seems like they've set. He's such a good character. It's so strong, so much fun to watch. It like suspension of disbelief, all that. He builds momentum, and then it just ends every single time. Bro, it is. It was like mind mind boggling because I was like, dude, this. I don't know. 
you said uh, you said you watch uh, some some WWE on your phone and stuff in between meetings. Uh, we've had Baron Corbin on the show, and he talks about uh, he's a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. And we asked him with his schedule how he's able, you know, to keep up with his teams and stuff. How are you able to keep up with wrestling with the like in the season when you're in the middle of it? You know, practices, walkthroughs, games, uh, just recovery after game. How are you able to keep up with wrestling during the season? Um, Mondays is our day off. Okay. So, perfect so, for Raw. Yeah, Monday, Mondays, Mondays is a day off. So that kind of you know lets you sit down and and really pay attention to Raw. Um, I can't say the same about SmackDown, but now that my my guy Roman Reigns is on SmackDown, so I tune in on Tuesdays now. <laughs> so there you go, man. But you know, uh, social media help you help you keep in keep involved and. And anything you miss, you know, you got to do is go on social media. It's on there. You're exactly right. And speaking of social media, um, what do you think of AEW overall? They're doing a lot on social media right now, charging a lot of fans a whole bunch of money to see pay-per-views of unproven stars. But what do you think of them overall? Um, man, let me tell you, I, this is my opinion. Now, this is my opinion. I have nothing against AEW. I'm a, I'm a fan of some of the stars they got mm-hmm. from WWE. I'm a, I'm a Jericho fanatic. I love Jericho. Love everything about Jericho. Love Dean. Love Cody. Love Dustin. Love, like, you know what I'm saying? But, but, like you, like you saying, it's. But I feel like right now, it's the hot thing. It's something new. Like, yep. give the guys to turn. You can flick the channel now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like back when we was growing up. Wrestling was so popular because you had WCW, you had the NWO, you had the Wolfpack, you had DX, you had uh, the Heart Foundation. It was just so many crews that you could flip the channel and gave you something to talk about. But now you have, you know, WWE just dominated the market for so long. Now you have something fresh, and now everybody's talking about it. You know, um, I got a chance to watch the AEW pay-per-view and I just thought that like the matches was too long, and I because it, it was some good like young like that young buck match. I was like, oh, that's a great finish. One, two, kick out. Whoa, <laughs> like damn, we already thirty minutes there. I, I am the same exact way, especially with the people I don't even know yet. And so I'm like, all right, well, just give me a match, show me their highlights essentially, and move on from there. But I felt like three or four of those matches, especially in the first pay per view, just kept going and going and going. And by that point, I got bored. Yeah. Are you going to be tuning in in October when it starts on TNT? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to. Got to. That's got I, to. I'm real man, excited. We can say what we want about this, that, and the third, man. If you're a fan, you're a fan. You know, it's just Absolutely. like watching, you know, when the CFL is on or arena football on. If you're a football fan, you're going to be like, oh, let me watch this for a second. You're just going to sit and watch for a second. You got, you got to, man. It's just, you know, if you're a fan of something, you're a fan of something. Uh, Vinny, we want to get just a couple more in here and uh, just ask. I want to know, like, who's your Mount Rushmore? Like, four guys you think are the best ever. You've been a fan for a long time. You've already brought up some great present and past names. Who are, like, your four top guys? Ooh. I'm gonna. I gotta give you five. I, All I, right, that's I, right. I think. I think you. 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 You handcuffed me when you say four. <laughs> it's your mountain. You can make it as many as you want. All right, bet, bet. All right, so I'm gonna give you five or six that I, I hands down love. Like, I'm a first. A first one. I'm gonna go with. Uh, whew, I'm gonna go with Bret Hart. Okay. I'm gonna go with Shawn Michaels. All right. I'm gonna go with Mr. Perfect. I'm gonna go with. Ooh. Tough to narrow it down, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with Cena. Cena. Okay. Okay. Not an answer I was expecting. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with Cena. Just, just because the way he, he carried the torch for so long. You know how hard it is. He's like a LeBron in wrestling. Like, we know, how, you know, people that, you know, you love to, to hate on him, but it's like, dude, every time this dude comes back. Wrestling kind of get good again. Oh yeah, that's I watched. You know, <laughs> like, no matter what, like well, damn, I'm seeing the tired of seeing this dude. But then wrestling is kind of good again, huh? Yeah, I, Cena, like, I, I at the beginning, I loved him when he was the doctor of thugonomics, doing the freestyles and stuff. Right. Then he became Super Cena, and I was one of those teenage kids who just hated on him, hated on him. And then he's still around, like, 15 years later. I'm like, uh, this guy's just the man. Like, I can't imagine being at the top for that long. 
Right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Triple H. Oh, I love Hunter. And then one more. The last one is obviously the Rock. Oh, of course. Yeah, gotta be the no Stone Cold in there. Interesting, dude. Let me be honest with y'all. Y'all, like, once again, like you saying, you my age. Stay with me. We're here. Listen to my Mount my, my, my Rushmore again. Listen to it again, man. You a fan? You a fan, right? Uh huh. Just listen to it. Bret Hart, Triple H, and The Rock. Who is the best? Some of the best rivalries with Stone Cold. And Shawn Michaels in there at WrestleMania yeah. too. So yeah, that's all. That's all. Uh, that's gonna, basically see, all his wanna, rivals. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say his name because honestly, that's the day I hated Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> no, because that, you know back then it wasn't no like the internet wasn't how the internet is right now. So you mm-hmm. didn't know Shawn Michaels was hurt. All I know is DX kind of broke up. This dude is taking over. Shawn Michaels disappeared. Hold on. I felt the exact same way. 100%. DX DX is my all-time favorite thing in wrestling. And when, when Stone Cold beat him, I was like, when Tyson turned, I was just heartbroken. Right. I, like, I was legit a fan who was pissed. Like, one of my favorite matches of all time do have Austin. And I, that, I can't lie. I can't front. Um, I want to say, what's that, Survivor Series with... Uh... Uh, Austin and Brett. Is that Survivor Series? Oh, uh, yeah, the uh, they had their Survivor Series match, and they also he had the submission out. match at Mania. Which one when you passed out? That was Mania. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's that's an all timer right there, <laughs> Vinny. I want to thank you so yes, much for thank joining you, man. us. Much uh, appreciated. We we could honestly do this all day, and I all hope day, we, bro. I'm telling you, man, this this right here is this saying. Man, this is this is what I do, man. <laughs> I really, I really want to have you back on someday. I hope we can get that uh, sooner than later. Thank you so much for joining us. He is Vinny Curry at Mister Get Flea ninety nine on Twitter. Super Bowl champion, uh, Philadelphia Eagles defensive end. Thanks for joining us, Vinny. Hey, man, appreciate you. Take it easy. Thanks. Take Vinny. it easy. And that is the uh, Smarks and Stripes interview with number 75 in your program, number one wrestling fan, Vinny Curry. Heart. Yeah, that was freaking. Uh, it blew we, my like, mind. We came in thinking, like, all right, let's see. Is he just a guy who likes to go to Raw, or is he actually going to get into some of this stuff with us? And we're going through his, his Twitter, looking at his pictures, like, all right, he's got a Heart Foundation shirt on. He's you know, he's tweeting at Kofi. This could, this could go really well. Yeah. And it turns out he is a huge fan like us. A massive fan. And like, he could be a co-host on this show. Oh, absolutely. I'm <laughs> I want to sure make him a regular. We, I will do our best with the, uh, the great, and thank you very much to the Philadelphia Eagles and everybody over yeah. there who made this possible. He's going to be back on again. Next time they're in town, we got to go with him. Like we oh, got to make yeah. that happen. Oh, absolutely. That's got to like, that's got to be something we do. It it it, it stunned me because even when we first start started the pod here, I didn't know how big of a fan you were. I saw you tweet about yeah, it or yeah. whatever. You didn't know how big a fan I was, and just to hear him go back and get so passionate about like he went to living dangerously. Yeah. Like, oh. it, it was just it, it blew my mind it to really think did. about the ring ceremony at twenty three hundred. And he's like looking around, and his yeah. teammates are like, "What's the matter with you?" Like, he's having. We the, all know that feeling. He's having one of the best days of his life, getting his most sought after yeah, Super Bowl ring award at the freaking ECW. Like that was. And he's looking around like, "Oh, this match yeah. happened here. This match happened uh, here. This is great too, but this match happened here." Very happy he was able to join us, and I'm very happy you were all able to join us for this uh, SummerSlam wrap-up edition of Smarks and Stripes podcast. Thank you all for hanging out. Thank you for joining us, helping us make this grow. Tell your wrestling friends. This Please. is it, man. Like, this is... We get to talk wrestling. We're adults. It's hard to do with everybody, but this is how we do it. Uh, and you find you find new friends like Finny freaking Curry of the Philadelphia Eagles. So thanks again to him. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Join us again next week. Smarks and Stripes. Follow us on Twitter at Smarks Stripes. Hit that subscribe button. Have a great week, everybody. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.